to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creators. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Here in this third week of November, we're bringing to you the third episode of our conversation with our good friend, Kelton Eve. Kelton is a language arts instructor at Kellogg High School where she shares her love of teaching English, speech, and creative writing with her students. We'll hear Kelton talk a lot today about her experience in her classroom. So let's get started with episode three of our four-part Dreams and Bones interview with Kelton Enid. So you have a built-in audience of high school age mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in your in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you get a chance to feed into younger kids or old folks or mm-hmm. is it just that that group? Oh, I think for right now it really feels like it's mostly that group. Um, I don't. Know, I think my volu- my volunteerism mm-hmm. from like a community standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say those are people who are an audience. I guess mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. um, like with through the half marathon or through the chamber. Right. And, yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend groups, I guess. I don't yeah. know. We're like very social people. So we mm-hmm. do a lot of interacting with our friend groups. And yeah. um, I wouldn't say that's an audience, I suppose. But that's yeah. just like networking. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure, you know, even looking at, you know, working on on the half marathon, you know, and you work with that group. And I mean, I'm sure that your ideas and the fact that it, it was kind of your idea and and going with it, and, and probably all of you influencing one another mm-hmm. creatively yeah. and, and with different strengths yeah. and different mm-hmm. things. And, and feeding and, off of each other and right. feeding off of excitement. Yeah. Um, that's something I feel like I bring into a lot of my projects or mm-hmm. my lessons is seeming excited. I mean, I am excited, mm-hmm. um, but really like trying to show that I am excited about yeah. something and yeah. enthusiastic about something, especially when it comes to teaching. I think mm-hmm. that that's such a huge... Mm-hmm piece where mm-hmm. kids are they'll believe you and they'll yeah. like take the next step with you if, if they're like well she's excited you know yeah. to talk about the Salem Witch Trials <laughs> right. and I'm excited to talk about the Salem yeah. Witch Trials or mm-hmm. um, was it always easy to know you were when you chose teaching uh, was it always high school uh, no I actually applied when I moved here so this is my first teaching job out mm-hmm. of out of college um, and I was trying to find something kind of close to Missoula I applied for the middle school English position, mm. one of the English, the middle school English positions. And I remember it was Jan Bear was the principal. Oh. She called me and she said, hey, uh, you sound great for this job, but I also know they were looking for an English teacher at the high school. So then I got transferred up to the high school and did an interview up there. I did my student teaching in eighth grade and I love oh. eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to like stay in middle school. Yeah. But now that I'm at the up at the high school level, I love it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, I think I actually would really like middle school. I know I would like middle mm-hmm. school as well. Yeah. But to teach juniors and seniors is so amazing because mm-hmm. they're so close to right, being outside right of that. Yeah. And yeah. you can have such deep and 
mature conversations yeah. with yep. them. Yeah. And you, I feel like at that age, you're really seeing like a shift, yep. especially now I teach, yep. I teach 11th grade and then I teach them again in 12th grade in speech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're totally different between 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful to yeah. see that. It's so awesome to see. Mm-hmm. How is speech going? How it, uh... I love teaching speech. You want to know something interesting, though, is I never took a public speaking class in mm. high school. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Um, but, and maybe it was because, like, one of my creative writing classes or something kind of covered for it because mm. we did a lot of public speaking. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really know how that happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I love teaching speech a ton. I really like uh, one of my favorite speeches that we do is at the end of the year. And you maybe had to, I, I maybe borrowed it from you, but they have to write a graduation speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those gosh. are fun. Oh, they're so Aren't they? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, just the whole room's crying. Yeah. Every single speech over. Yeah, and over they and, over. Just, <laughs> and they they buy into the into the idea. Yeah. It's all. I always said. Yeah, they want to tell someone what this experience was yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. gives them an opportunity, sort of, to um, not romant romanticize it in a way, but like kind of like tie it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. A creative way, which mm-hmm. they don't do very often. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, unless our kids are picking specific electives to be creative in mm-hmm. an artistic kind of way, they really don't get that opportunity much. I mean, especially mm-hmm. as, especially in English, we don't hardly do right. any narrative or poetry right. or anything like that. Right. Um, it just doesn't feel like there's enough time, which of mm-hmm. course there's enough time. But How many sections of creative writing do you have? Just one. Just one. Um, which I don't know what's going to happen next year, but it is maxed out. I've... I have 30 desks in there, yeah. and I started with 30 kids this year, and a couple have left, but it's my biggest class. Creative writing is my biggest class, yeah. and it's 9 through 12. I would talk about speech as a, this is a communications course. It's mm-hmm. not a speech course. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will do speeches in here, but it's a communications course. Mm-hmm. And then I would say to kids, this is one semester, and it should be done every yes. year. Yeah. Every year. The tools that we're talking about should be there. Every year, and I feel the same way about the thought of creative writing mm-hmm. and and some of the skills that we're you're you are teaching in there to to learn how to communicate what's inside of you clearly mm-hmm. um, is so important. Or with passion, I mean, was, it, yeah. our kids don't mm-hmm. have opportunities like that very much at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and is it a is it a junior and senior class? Just a senior, for creative writing. for creative writing, or is it's it nine through twelve? It, it is nine mm-hmm. through twelve. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, but this is, so my last year I taught creative writing would have been my seniors freshman year. So I have a few seniors in there who had okay. taken that class mm-hmm. before. Okay. It's There's only like maybe four or five of them now. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to have them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is year long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they can't retake it? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet. Yeah. In the past I had creative writing one, creative writing two. Mm-hmm. But then with the shuffle of taking on speech and stuff like that, right. mm-hmm. um, that disappeared. Well, that that's what kind of when all that disappeared, and then I finally got one section back. So I don't know how that's going to work. I'd really like it. Um, the way that I had it in high school was that we could retake Airy every mm-hmm. year, especially yeah. in it from a production point of view. Yes, yes. you had a, you were on a staff and right. you were like changing your staff positions and things like that. So things were really different. So I'd really love for kids to be able to take it more than one year. Mm-hmm. And I would be able to change up the curriculum if you're a first oh, year yeah. versus a third year versus a fourth year. And that gets pretty complicated. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> just yeah. like just like drama, you know, like 
Right. Right. They just form such close relationships mm-hmm. with those people, and yeah. they're so supportive of each other. And mm-hmm. yeah. and so. you kind of want it, yeah. You you see them as freshmen, and then you see all this potential, and you just want to keep, yeah. you know, <laughs> guiding them yeah. along. And, yeah. 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 So I hope I hope that that. Will starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, exciting stuff planned for that class this year, and since I haven't done it in a few years, I have a bunch of new things that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing. Um, mm-hmm. But right now we're working on a, they're writing scary short stories. Oh. So we read a bunch of stories and um, experimented with a bunch of different prompts. And they just finished their first draft and we're mm-hmm. revising. And then mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to go from there. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so that's really cool. Will you be doing any, um, like in the past where you had them do present their poetry to an audience mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And normally um the last couple of years I I would have their first their first first poetry reading be in December. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to do that again, but I know there's so many other yeah. there's the choir and the band yeah. and there's mm-hmm. so many things going on in December and that that class is so big. Yeah. It's hard for me to get for me personally to get through all their writing. Yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference to yeah. see mm-hmm. like how much I comment on a piece of writing, then then that is a good model for them to see how much they should be commenting on each other's writing. Oh, yeah, sure. But the first time around, it's with 30 kids. It's yeah, it's hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off by December, mm-hmm. but that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd really like to coordinate with Rachel. Yeah, with the those are class, yes, Because yeah. that has always been a really cool yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very yeah. helpful. Very uh-huh. yeah. And... And did you require <coughs> kids to present on those poetry nights if they're in your class? Or was that an option? That was an option, but they are, they're basically required to do every single step up until the point of that night. Hmm. Yeah. And you would probably remember that. I mean, you'd probably do the same thing in drama and speech. Like kids always say, oh, I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Yeah. And then the second you put them in a small girl, like with just a partner, and they go back and forth a couple of times and you make them with a smaller group and you make yep. them a little bit larger group and yep. they're, you know, they're required to give positive feedback. Then all of a sudden they're really kind of excited to maybe, yep. maybe present. And then, you know, you get them in a, in front of the class and you see their peers saying, you should read, you should read at the poetry reading. Then their, their confidence just yeah. goes crazy. It's yeah. so amazing to watch <laughs> yeah. that. So no, they're not required to, to, to read the poetry reading. I highly encourage them to all do it at least once throughout the year but they are required to basically do everything mm-hmm. almost as scary leading mm-hmm. up to that point mm-hmm. so they're at least like building their skills to well and that was potentially I, do it. I would say that I, I had to say that to kids in the in the speech class mm-hmm. mr Roberts, i won't be able to do this yeah don't don't tell me that we're not even going to talk about that yeah. all you are required to do is do all the steps until that moment yeah 
And then if in that moment you can't do it, then we'll decide what's going to happen then. We'll figure that out. But but yeah, when they've poured, if a kid goes through all of those steps, again, they poured their voice, they poured that into who they are, then they want some feedback. They want to be able to share that. Now, maybe they don't want to share it with a large group of people, Mm -hmm. and maybe it is too uh, sensitive and too close to them, Mm -hmm. and they need to share it more privately than that. Then I always felt like, yeah, we can, we can find a way to, we can find a way to do that. Mm -hmm. It, it, it makes me think of, you know, we've, we've laughed sort of for years about the fact that uh, Paul wanted to be a writer, but he was afraid to have people read his stuff. (laughs) Uh, That risk of putting that out there was easier for me, easier for me to perform right here and get this live feedback Mm -hmm. And know how I was doing, then to say, here, read that, and I can't see yeah. the feedback. Oh, I want it. Oh, I want it. I want to know. <laughs> right. Did you get it? <laughs> yeah. How was it? Tell me what it was. And 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 I think that that's similar to what kids yeah. would would do in this in the speech class. Yeah, get them to that step yeah. and then have them share. Which <laughs> that's something I also love. I do it. I actually do it in all three of my classes: creative writing, English, and speech. But for every single practice, especially like an oral assignment, there's always a protocol of things that they ha- they have to speak back to that person. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, their mm-hmm. um, their thoughts or their criticisms or their suggestions or whatever. So, like, no matter how poorly a kid thinks that they did in front of their peers, there's always going to be a guaranteed mm-hmm. set of successes that somebody's giving back to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's huge oh, in yeah. building confidence yes. with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part that I found, and I'm sure you saw this too, but anytime that I allow there to be an open-ended or like a choice type of assignment, which is almost always with creative writing and almost always with speech, to be honest, they're so much more passionate about what they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like we're working on these informative speeches and speech right now. And at first, when I first explained it, I'm like, it's really similar to your senior project. And, you can see like, oh, no, but then I say, but the sky's the limit. You can yeah. research anything, basically anything you want. All of a sudden, they're just like zeroed in. And they're mm-hmm. so excited to explain to the class what they've learned about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so funny because the senior project's kind of like that. Thing. Too. I, know. I know. It's like, really, you can do kind of what, I mean, it has to be job or right. career related, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, which it honestly really it doesn't have to be job or career related, yeah. but that's just the path that they always yes, end up Yeah, doing. that's true. I guess sometimes um, you get some some more hobby but, yeah, type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that obviously makes a huge difference. Yeah, if they can pick what they want yes. to be talking about, yeah. what subject they want to write their slam poem about, or whatever they're mm-hmm. passionate about, then oh yeah, it's a whole other yeah. There we are, three episodes down and one more to go in our four-part interview with Kelton Enich. Carol, this made me want to spend more time talking with Kelton about what she does in the classroom. Yes, it was fun hearing her talk about her poetry readings with the students, graduation speeches, and working on senior projects, and that she gave the students a choice on their different things that they can talk about. As we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support 
and let you know if you have found us and you're not a member but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem Roberts. Join us next Friday for part four of our interview with English Speech and creative writing teacher Kelton Enid on your Dreams and Bones podcast. Bye.